Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves is somehow the second attempt to bring the popular RPG tabletop game to the big screen. But is this one a nat 20 or a nat 1? I'm Mike. And I don't understand that reference. And this is Popscorn. Pop's going the fans time over you podcast and today we are talking about Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves a movie that really really shouldn't have come out at the same time as Mario that was a little short-sighted wasn't it that was a dumb idea mm. that was a real dumb idea you thought that the give the video game movie would have no crossover with your film yikes 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 I've heard so little about this in terms of marketing. Mm. It is it is deathly silent about this film. I knew it was coming. We had trailers from like fucking December. Yeah. But like I mean, it's hard to ignore the loud noise the Mario movie's making. I mean, if you think this movie was stupid, consider for a moment 65, <laughs> which came out the week before Dungeons & Dragons, which itself came out the week before Mario, well, two weeks before Mario did. Yep. So that thing got even more crushed than this thing may end up being. Yep. But uh, I've already missed 65 at the cinemas. Yeah, I, I had to go. I was going down to London for a conferencing for work, and mm. I literally, my options were like, well, stay at the hotel and minute, or go to Leicester Square and go and watch 65. Nice. I was one of three people in the screen. No. <laughs> they didn't put me in the big one where all the, the, the premieres were. So yeah. I was like, well, this is the big film of this week, right? Because John Wick was like a day away from releasing. Mm. But uh, nah. And ironically, they were setting up because the, the night after, I think, they were having the Dungeons and Dragons premiere. Oh, no way. Yeah, so they're building a big castle thing like outside Les Squares Odeon. Um, but yeah, it's it seems problematic considering like we've now got a bit of a gulf of like mm. stuff like Guardians is coming at the start of May, but then on my little list I haven't got anything until Into the Spider Verse in June. So yeah. there might have been a better place for this to land. Maybe there was a better window for this. I'm sure of it. In fact, yeah, I have got May Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Just book it out, lads. It's going to be in every yep. screen. Jump straight to June for Spider Verse. But I will give the marketing this. The trailers were effective. They were. Because they convinced my... This was a wife choice more so than mine. He's like, that looks fun. Cast looks good. Mm. Let's go give it a watch. I know Dungeons and Dragons isn't necessarily a thing, but let's go give it a watch. Straight off the bat, this film has no right to be as good and fun as it fucking is. Yep. Yep. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) And it's annoying that it will get no sequel. Like there is, there is nothing else coming in the pipeline for this. You reckon? I this thing is going to lose a hundred million dollars, Darren. Wait, is that like that's the projection? It's going to lose a hundred million dollars. No, they gave these people too much fucking money, and it's going to lose a hundred million dollars. No, you're winding me up. No, that is the oh, projection. Oh, but I actually liked it. It's got a ninety percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score? Yeah. 90 critic score? That's what I think. I thought the critics fucking hated this. Hang on, right. Reception, box office. Uh, oh. Yeah, (laughs) there you go. There you go. It's going to lose $100 million. (laughs) 
come out at the same time as the big video game film. You, you don't. You have a huge cross pollination in that audience. That, that kind of hurts. I was looking forward to a sequel. Stings, doesn't it? Oh, that's irritating. Because it's actually really fun. It's actually a really fun movie. So fun. Yeah. My God, way to take a fucking world that you could have gone many other ways. I haven't seen the 2000 version, <laughs> but I presume it's very the, serious. The Marlon Wayans, Jeremy. No, the thing is, it's super not serious, oh. but it does that thing of like poking fun at the actual... Like, isn't D&D for nerds? Like, that kind of thing. Right, okay. And I think it's... I'm fairly certain that in that movie, it's a case of Dungeons and Dragons, the board game, exists in the real world, and then and then they enter it. Oh, they get sucked into the board, Jumanji style, and then they're in Dungeons and Dragons. It's something like that. It's fucking shit. Regardless, they like... Yeah. um, Hang on, I'm just going to double check. You you do that, but that's the thing I think this film has the most going for it. Oh no, it's it is a it's, straight shoot. It's straight shoot, but it's shit. So you <laughs> know. <laughs> straight shoot shit. <laughs> um, I, I appreciate that they just get they they've got so much lore and so much world they can go and play in, mm. and they choose to play it for laughs and to have fun in it, but not at the expense of you know poking fun at Dungeons and Dragons or taking itself too seriously. I think there is a beautiful balance for it. Everything this movie is trying to do. Really goddamn works, and now you've really bummed me out. It's not getting the second one. <laughs> it's what's refreshing about this because in the two thousand movie, the mm. bits that I do remember was he's the all evil god fucking emperor, and we have to go and take him down and yes. save the girl, which was just the style at the time. Yes, to quote Abe Simpson. Um, whereas this actually captures the spirit of playing D and D, which mm. is you are a band of mostly shit people. Yes. for quite a while until you're, you know fucking fantastic badasses and there's always something else going on like over there yes and there's always just like here's some weird shit here's mm. some irreverent stuff that the dungeon master made up because he thought it'd be funny for this group of people to do that yes this has that because there is a <laughs> my favorite part of the movie which we'll talk about in spoilers is an elongated fucking joke at the expense of dead people and yes. it is 100% the kind of shit I would do if I was running a D&D campaign. Uh-huh. So to capture that, which is just basically the idea of these weird, varied, you know, a, a kind of midge-modge of characters mm. getting together to do what seems like a bit of a Mad Lib quest. Yes. That's D&D, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun, and this is fun. It's remarkably well-balanced. Right? I, it's it's You've got a stellar cast. Mm. They've really goddamn nailed that. Yeah. You put Chris Pine at the front of your movie, and he's almost always a good time. Yes. He doesn't necessarily pick the best movies, but he's he's very. I can't remember a Chris Pine, um, like turn that I've disliked. Mm. Like those Star Trek movies are fairly good for the most part. Mm. There's some patchy stuff, but it's never on him. I mean, he's he's really good he's in Star Trek. Beyond. Really good. So. And, and and this is a one where he doesn't necessarily, even though he's got like a tragic backstory, I don't feel they labour him like they do with Kirk sometimes. Of like, no, no, you have to do some serious stuff here and there. They're mm. just like, no, we just want fun time, Chris Pine. Mm. Can you do that? Yes, sir, I can do that. <laughs> We've made him a bard. He's not a fun hero. He's a bit of a twat, and he just likes playing his loot. He's a rogue. Yeah, they're all rogues. They're all oh, rogues. Fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he's doing great. Michelle Rodriguez is being herself. <laughs> Yep, is being Michelle Rodriguez in every movie. And that works for this movie as well. 
<laughs> it does. It, in fact, it works here better than it does in pretty much anything else because, yep. yeah, she is typecast as a barbarian in most other things in here. At least here she gets to be an actual barbarian. Yes. <laughs> Dope. Yeah, there's literally not a miss on the entire cast. Nope. Like, everybody is really good. Justice Smith is great. I, I, I did think they were going a different route with him, but I appreciate yes. they just went with a bit of a shit wizard, which is really fun. A shit wizard, a shit bard. <laughs> I think the only one who's a little bit of a, like, a doesn't fit as well mm. is your girl. Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis mm. from It. She's the one from It, isn't she? Yes, yes. she is. I kept wanting to say she's from Stranger Things. I'm like, no, that's not that's Stranger Things. That's Sadie Sink. That's Sadie Sink. Um, that's the other very well cast ginger girl. I think she doesn't bounce off the other cast as well as that kind of core three does, mm. in that I feel like she's the straight role. Mm. I mean, maybe it's a necessary evil on her part, but I just don't feel her chemistry really fit in as well amongst the other three. But, you know, there's always one in the group that takes it a bit too seriously. So even then, contextually, I kind of quite like it. It's three friends who've been doing this for ages, and they get somebody new into the group, and she doesn't really vibe, and it kind of works. It's remarkably well-balanced. Yeah, right? <laughs> I retract my criticism. <laughs> this is the thing. It's like, there are, there's, there's very few things. I, I guess it's very similar to the Mario movie in a sense of like, whereas that just goes like, obvious callback. This is very much like, it doesn't do that because it can't call back to your game of D&D. Yeah, yeah. But it goes... This is generally what happens. There's a group of people who've been playing it for yeah. ages to try and bring somebody new in. And it kind of goes well, but they're, oh, there's somebody taking it a little bit too seriously or not seriously yeah, enough. Yeah. Then there's somebody. <laughs> I can't say my favourite point of the movie because that is a huge spoiler. Right. Remind me about my favourite in-context playing of D&D reference in the movie. Shall do. Thank you. But yeah. Every, like, then, as much as she doesn't work well, Hugh Grant. <laughs> Hugh Grant. He's having a wonderful back half of his career, isn't he? He is. He's, He's... just... <laughs> I saw a one-line review for the Dungeon Dragons movie, and it said, uh, in The Gentleman... Uh, is it The Gentleman? The guy in Richie movie? Yes. Uh, <laughs> in The Gentleman, Hugh Grant said the word cunt 200 times, and now here he is in a gold robe. <laughs> accurate yeah <laughs> that, that is the back end of his career he's he's just having a wonderful he basically it's, he's there's a guy called finn balor in wrestling who was in new japan for ages did all this wonderful grand storytelling and i remember when he signed for WWE, someone said he's done his art it's now time for him to get paid yes i feel hugh grant's the opposite he got paid early on doing whatever was thrown at him. Now it's time for him to do his art yes. and just do fun shit. He's got he's got fuck you money. Yep. He doesn't need to do anything he doesn't want to do. And now he just gets to play. Really, he's playing a pastiche of himself, <laughs> but like dialed up and just having like wacky fun with it all the time. Yeah, Paddington Two is a prime example of this. Um, yeah, it's it's he's having a wild fun. No one's not having fun here. Mm. Like the, the 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 villain can be a little one note sometimes. Yeah, but like again, if I was to contextualize them, and maybe I'm giving the movie a little bit too much reverence, but like, oh, this kind of really paper thin fucking just it, it it's the really strong powerful lady, almost as if you just read her out of the playbook. Ah, uh... she's just a fucking character. She's just an obstacle. She's just an enemy out of a book. Of course her character is paper thin. She's written on fucking paper. I feel like I'd be more annoyed at that as like an excuse to say, oh no, this is just true to the thing. Yeah, if this was, if they then did like a cutout scene in that movie where it was like record scratch and there's five people sat around a table yeah, that yeah. look vaguely like the cast. That. And they were like, 
this character really so like that wouldn't work no i don't think so i, I i'd be more annoyed at that if the rest of the movie wasn't so good mm. and for it to function as well as it does it kind of needs that relatively straightforward evil person yeah. to have to rally against so fair enough on that part and to kind of play the seriousness off hugh grant who was doing no serious things in no, this movie God, no. <laughs> just having fun i don't want to have to watch you die which is why i'm going to leave the room <laughs> excellent comedic writing um i can't pronounce his name yes but Regé jean paul's character <laughs> Regé jean page what Regé jean page I've called him Regé Jean-Paul this entire time and he's called Regé Jean-Page. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, you've never met him, so you know, it's like you're going to embarrass yourself. Fucking hell. There was My a... wife has not corrected me this entire <laughs> time. I think she might call him Regé Jean-Paul as well. Can you start... Can you just, out of the blue, just refer to an old pope as, Re- as uh, Pope Jean-Page for me, please? And just see what the reaction is. Will do. Um, that might be my new colleague tomorrow. Um, I refuse to change <laughs> these names to Regis Jean-Paul. Um, Add it to the Pantheon with Barry. And Florence. One of these days, I'm going to replace that with just an actual Formula One noise to see if anybody knows this. <laughs> Who knows, I might have done it in this episode. <laughs> You've got to keep listening to find out which one I do it in. Beautiful. Um, yeah, he's 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 another one that I feel like that's a very good callback to serious D&D players. Mm. Like, he's taking everything very seriously, but it works because it's so over the top of, like, I'm the big, cool, heroic dude you meet halfway through. <laughs> but they even play that up in the... In the this, I think it's the part that they kind of go as meta as they can. Of like this is a character like when he walks off after his quest is done in yeah. a straight line <laughs> into the distance, like it's 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 a very good audition audition for Bond. I must say, there was elements. I was like, because he's been in the conversation, yes, for ages, yes, and I was like, no, not the Bridgerton person. And there are flashes in this movie yes. of somebody that could play I, Bond. I think between the two. He's got everything I think you need. He can do action. He can be suave. He can be funny. Mm. Who, and between the two, who who else are you including in the gap? What for Bond? Well, like, I, I think Tom Hardy's time has come and gone. Yeah, I mean, if Cavill wasn't being a fucking space marine in the, for the next twenty years, like I, I feel like Cavill would be in that mix as well. A space marine. He's doing a Warhammer thing oh, with Amazon. There's still time. Um, yeah, Cavill could work, but I I think. To, not to boil it down to this, if Regé Jean Paul was white, if Regé Jean Page was white. No, it's Jean Paul. <laughs> if Regé Jean Paul was white, yeah. he'd be the next Bond. Yeah, he probably would. There'd be zero shadow of doubt in anyone's mind. Yeah, there's only one thing that he doesn't necessarily tick the box of, and that's mm. just based on history more so than character. Yes, so that's literally it. That's the mm. only reason he wouldn't be Bond right now. He doesn't even need to be built. Like, no, that's the thing. He just needs to be like malleable yeah. and that's yeah. that's good i mean if, unless they're dialing more into the craig thing then i'd probably want to see someone like idris elba but like but i think his time's come and gone as well i think i think we're ready to have suave bond back yeah yeah like, I, I mean like genuinely i think tom hardy and idris elba i don't get it because of age yeah they're in the 50s it's not gonna... yeah i'm like that's not no mm. I, I there's literally no date in my mind this should be the next this should be the next bond mm. i don't think it will be but it should be mm. Any hoozle. So that, yes. that's cast pretty swiftly, don't <laughs> They're all funny. They're all great. Yeah, they all they all do. Like I said, this is a very... It has no right being as well as good as it is, but 
a lot of effort went into this. Mm. Similarly, again, to the Mario movie, they could have shipped this out. Yeah. Riding off of Stranger Things nostalgia that's brought back Dungeons & Dragons to the to the prominence, mm. they could have literally phoned this in. They could have cast the Stranger Things lads and just, well, yeah. that'll make all the money for us. They need go. to be good. Yep. We've just got them in as D&D characters. Yep. Whoever the cinematographer was <laughs> yeah. and whoever the action coordinator was, yep. give them their flowers. Yes. This film has some fucking <laughs> excellent action scenes. It really does. I think my favourites of the year, I think. Mm. Two in particular. The the one where you get introduced to um, the, the changeling who's played by Lilith. Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis. Yes. Oh, the escape through the castle. The oh, one shot. Was, oh, that one was so fucking good. Where she like morphed into all those different yes. animals. Oh yes. my Christ, that was good. Excellent. Like and impeccably yes. good. And I don't need to spoil it. The carriage bit as well. The carriage yeah, reverse heist. That's pretty fun. It's also like really, really fun, but excellently shot. Mm. There's they are flexing some camera stuff <laughs> in this. I'm like, I don't think you need to go this hard, lads. <laughs> you could have dialed this back a little bit and you would have been fine, but oh And the choreography at the end fight yes. is real fun. Oh yeah. With like the fighting hands and yeah. the and the spell casting and yeah. the, and the at one point they firmly they do some anime shit and firmly plant the villain into the side of a building. Yeah. And and have like the proper like <laughs> you know, yeah. Wow, this was a lot of fun. There's a bit they get the bit where oh, you want all four of your lads just lamping the bad guy at the same time. Yep. Very much like Shaun of the Dead minus the pool cues. <laughs> like it's there there's Oh, there's so much to love about this film. And again, you've really bummed me out that I'm not getting a second one <laughs> It's losing so much money. No one's seeing it. They really should. If you take nothing else away from this review, go and watch this movie before it's booted out of cinemas by Guardians in a couple of weeks. Because mm. I, I, it's only second at the moment to Creed 3. Mm. And even then, I'm flexible on that. That might It might move up to top spot because I have no criticisms. Mm. Everything works. CGI is great. Action is great. Characters are fun. Plot moves along briskly. It's like what two hours fifteen, two hours yeah, ten. Yeah, they're thereabouts. But I mean, it's and it, but the thing is, like, I don't know what I'd have cut out. There's no lull. There's no to lull. speak of really. There's no real excess on it that I feel like. Oh yeah, that was pretty useless. You didn't really need that. Like the the extended bit with Regis Jean Paul in the middle where he's taking you on the side quest to go and get the MacGuffin. Because mm. no, no, there's no game-changing plots here, lads. You, no. you, there's, there's a bad person that can be defeated by this MacGuffin. Go get the MacGuffin, fight the bad guy. Yeah. Like, it's fucking, it's, it's fucking Hero's Journey 101. But, like, it that's the only ancillary bit that I'm like, well, yeah, it was great. But then it had a big chubby dragon to fight. So yep. that, get, that gets a pass. <laughs> that's fine. Um, Chungus the Dragon gets to have a fight. <laughs> big Chungus uh, the Dragon. Big old tick. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun. I think a, a lot of that comes down to the writing, which is, is mm. very smart. It doesn't it doesn't do that thing that most kind of like 90s, early 2000s adaptations of things did, yes. which was poke fun at the thing yeah. it was like, like, but like outwardly poke fun. Like, yes. the, isn't this shit? Didn't we improve this with our incredible comedy writing coming soon? Scary movie four. Yeah, yeah. It's not that. No, 
it's okay what's funny about being in this world yes what's funny about it is people being shit yeah. and just stupid and it's great it's it's how you are oh, you it's how you were describing brian braddock in your um uh mi13 pitch yes. just like he's actually very stupid yes and a bit thick yes. and it's like that's what all of these people are it's like, oh yeah, okay, and and you know, by the end, it's like it's it's all your characters versus yeah, yeah. the the big bad, but the vast majority is them very much trying to not do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, what is the quietest way that we can get in and out, no problems? Yeah. We we recognize we're all shit. I love that. Yeah. I know there are people, and I've had real world conversations that are, I'm you know that are like, why can't people you know why can't we have main characters that don't poke fun sounds like because they're inherently fucking boring yeah like the the mandalorian only got round that by introducing the conceit of it's the ultimate warrior badass can kill anything can fuck you up with mm-hmm. his pet and and going and now adventures in fatherhood yeah. like there has to be more than just tough grizzled badass even the expendables yeah. recognize that not all of them could be the tough griddle grizzled badass yes and lent hard into old habits die hard we're all going to be oaps in five years mm-hmm. the conceit is in this of just going they're all just wank they're all just not great there's good the the, the biggest enemies are actually themselves because they're just yep. causing themselves further problems that's fun to watch yeah no one wants the early 2000s version of this where they're the fucking special and the chosen one and after that, yeah. like it's boring. Whenever I'm trying to convince people to watch Star Wars when they haven't, mm. once I've got past the joke of there are only two types of people in the world, people who like Star Wars and people, people who, who haven't, haven't seen Star, Star Wars, Wars yet, yet. I go to the point of like, look, it has been popular for 40 years at this point, right? Mm. I think I think the 40th anniversary return of the Jedi is this year or this next year? This year. So I'm like, Something can't be around for that long and proliferate this much of pop culture without having some level of substance in there. Some it did something good at some point, and whether it's lost its way or you know it's been watered down, whatever, there has to be something inherently good to find here that you can go back to at some point. I think that's what the people who made this film was. They could have gone down the poking fun at D and D route, but they went. This has been massively popular for forty plus years. Mm. Why are we trying to engineer our way around the problem by going, well, no, because the cool kids won't like it if we do an honest-to-goodness Dungeons & Dragons movie, so we have to be self-referential and meta and da-la-la. Why don't we just make a Dungeons & Dragons movie that taps into what everyone likes about this thing, mm. throw it out into the world and just hope it hope it does well? The sense of adventure. It hasn't done well. But <laughs> yeah, it hasn't done very well. Box office-wise. But, like, I mean, critically, apparently doing very well, and certainly for yeah. us. It has that full sense of adventure. Mm. It has a sense of chaos, and it has a sense of humor, yeah. which is what D and D is. You can tell someone put the homework in because I keep bringing them up in every review now. But I've watched the new Rockstar's breakdown. Obviously, mm-hmm. I like the fact the point out that most of the fight scenes you can see the dice rolls basically. Yes. So there's an early one. It's in the trailer. I think I've, I think they've even done it as an extended like clip from the movie. It's when Michelle Rodriguez and Chris Pine are like about to be killed basically they're both in handcuffs and michelle rodriguez basically rolls a 20 on every action she does everything goes perfectly (laughs) well and she gets a cool new sword and does this does this whereas chris prine is constantly rolling ones and can't even get his handcuffs off and he's trying to like saw him off on a step (laughs) like they've put their fucking homework in 
on this film. It, yep. it feels like a passion project and a love letter mm. as opposed to a cash-in, which it very much could have been. And maybe the only way it makes any money back, which is unfortunate. I think it can Scott Pilgrim its way out of problems. Hopefully. I think it can have a home release that does gangbusters because everyone goes, did you see that fucking Dragon, Dungeons & Dragons movie? It was dope. Like, I think that's its way out of... Mm. That's the way we get a sequel to this, I Oh, think. does that mean we're going to get an anime of this in 10 years? <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking knows? <laughs> Whatever works. Oh, God, I'm excited for that. Yeah. I didn't think I'd ever be excited for an anime, but... Everyone's back. I know. Oh, fuck yeah. I know. Happy days. Anything else you want to do before we get to... Spoilers. Spoilers. Um, oh... Is there anything else I want to do? I appreciate that the creature design, again, also lent into it, did yep. the homework. I didn't think we'd see the gelatinous cube in a live-action movie, no. but it's actually a pivotal fucking plot point. Didn't need to see the brain thing. Oh, oh, I, I love that gag, though. Just that gag of, don't even think it will, <laughs> absolutely decimate and destroy anything it perceives as intelligent. And it just walked past all of them. Like, well, that was rude. <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. So, like, yeah, I appreciate that it's just it's got that real tangible sense of this is it's set in the Dungeon Dragons universe, yes. and the thing that makes it good is that you're in a high fantasy world with its own rules and laws yep. and and stuff, and you can still have fucking stupid stuff happen. Uh huh. And then, I mean, like I say, up and down. It is so so like they name drop like Baldur's Gate and never. I mean, never winters the main city in this isn't it yes so there is Neverwinter the name drop Baldur's Gate which is a huge you know, D&D kind of like branch mm-hmm. this is very much the, you know the I think it's the Forgotten Isles is that the name of it is it the Forgotten Realms Forgotten Isles Forgotten Realms right it's that campaign it's the core D&D campaign and gen- genuinely like at the point where they were fucking I thought they were going to steal the cart or the cart mm-hmm. was going to Breaks. I'm like, oh, this is just the the lost my ah oh, shit. I'm gonna have to try and remember the fucking name now. The Lost Mind storyline. Right. The D and D game that everybody has played. Right. I have played the Lost Minds. Right. Like everyone does. So I'm. I was in. Like I found it very funny that like elements of that plot were dropped. Right. Okay. I was like, yeah. It it definitely is. It's self referential in the best way because mm. it's self reverential. It revels in the fact that it is in this setting yeah and can still be dumb goofy fun that was really overproduced like what the what is it with just people going absolutely fucking ham on action sequences it's this year's top gun like it didn't need to go this hard no (laughs) and it is also a bit of a stupid bitch so like yeah it's very endearing Mm. and this is the thing i think hollywood forgets sometimes like people want to see People doing what they're good at and having fun doing it. Yes. You know what I mean? They want to see passionate people doing fun stuff. You don't need to constantly be referencing, oh, isn't this wacky? Oh, you don't need to, everything doesn't need to come to a grinding halt to reference something. You know mm. what I mean? Like everything in this felt naturalistic. Like it didn't feel like they were ticking boxes. Because you can accuse Mario of that a little bit. The Mario movie is quite a box ticking exercise. Mm. One done very well, don't get me wrong, but I don't feel that was this. Nothing. They didn't cram anything in or poke fun at something for the sake of, you know, humor or event. everything services the plot and everything services the film for, like, you know, for the betterment of everything. Hmm. I'm really annoyed. <laughs> 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 um, right. Spoiler alert. What was the thing you need to talk about? My, my favorite thing and the thing that makes it feel the most real, like ah. the most en- encapsulated 
version of playing a D&D campaign is having a character come in, do one cool thing, and then fuck off immediately. Because everybody has played D&D where they go, oh, I'll bring my friend into it. We've already written him this character. There we go. And then he doesn't come back. Ah. And then it's like very much like, oh, we have to write in that. Uh, he walks off into the middle distance. There we go. Okay, we'll never see him again. And it's like that idea of somebody who's very much like a helicopter player, just like, oh, I'll dip my toe in on this game. Oh, no, no, thank you. And then leaves. That's Regé Jean-Paul. It's Regé Jean-Paul. Right, okay. So I I love that. And the walking away into the middle distance thing. Is he just going to go Is he gonna go around? Oh, no, over. Over, over the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to have to put this at number one, I think. I, really? I have slightly more, like, I don't have problems with Creed 3, mm. but I just don't think it's this fun. I know it's on my top ten this year so far. Um, but it's fairly low. I've seen some good movies, ah. and and I have a you know huge hard on for not actual hard on, Woo. but like fucking love Marcel the Shell, and I don't think anything's going to top that. That you do, other than Guardians Three. So that will definitely you know. it will top that whilst also topping itself. <laughs> gonna break my heart. Oh, it's gonna be sad. Um, did you see they released Awesome Mix Volume Three? No. Do you want to know how many songs I got right? Go on, because I pitched a Volume Three. I'm gonna I'm gonna go low. Yeah. Two, okay. You, it's a good thing you went low because I got none. Oh, right, oh. no, not a one. I got the same band, but not right. the same song. I wanted to give you some credence and just hope you got <laughs> some right. But ah, well. Um, well, in terms of spoilers, I don't think there's much to really talk about. They do have a bit of a cop out ending. Of we're gonna kill, kill Michelle Rodriguez. Oh wait, no, I'm not really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it. There's enough foreshadowing in the movie that it feels earned. I guess. Yeah. The entire point of the plot is to get this magical doohickey, which is one of several magical doohickeys. I've just realised there's at least three major doohickeys. Yep. To get this rock, and then you can bring back someone from the dead. Yes. And he's intending to use it. Chris Pine is on his dead wife, mm. but Michelle Rodriguez gets killed by the bad guy at the end, and they mm. go, "Wait, no, she's the real mom here. She actually helped raise my daughter." I'm glad they were able to have that note without it being a, I suddenly realised I'm in love with my best friend thing. Yeah, so they, they, they don't play it for romance whatsoever. It is very strictly be, like, oh yeah, but and, and that kind of realisation was like, oh, but when when I bring your mum back, everything will be fine. You yeah. didn't know her. Oh, no. shit. Like, Oopsie poopsie. I really like that. Uh, but my no. favourite, fav- can we talk about my favourite bit? We can talk about it. My favourite bit is the graveyard scene. Okay. Where, where they've got the talisman that can bring right. a corpse back for five questions. That is that is the bit in the trailer I think sold it to my wife. I'm like, oh yeah. no, we need to go and watch this movie. They do every permeation of possible of that yes. setup. Yes. And every single one of them lands, including wasting all the questions, yes. not finding all the information they need. Running out of questions to yes. ask, not not re, not killing him by asking him the fifth question. They go through every cycle of what could be funny there in about a five minute sequence, and it's fucking brilliant. Just love the. <laughs> Why did you ask him that? I didn't. Boom, straight back. If loved it. That scene doesn't work. I I I think that can kind of that's the type of scene that can not tank an entire movie. But if everything's of that level of like, okay, you've got a good setup here, don't waste it. Mm. They don't waste a single setup in this entire movie. No. Um, I thought you were going to reference the other best bit of this movie, which is, I've forgotten his name real quick, Tiny Tiny Bradley Cooper for some reason. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Tiny Bradley Cooper. <laughs> 
the world's most confusing cameo. Who just wants to bank giantesses. <laughs> Go for it, lad. He just wants mommy to step on him. And I. who am I to disagree? Who are you to disagree? I, I am very, very surprised Vin Diesel didn't cameo in this movie. Yeah. Because that man loves Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, he fucking does. Loves Dungeons and Dragons. Mm. So I'm surprised he didn't just force his cameo in it. Michelle Rodriguez is right there. I'll be honest, I was really trying to put two and two together as to why you mentioned Vin Diesel immediately after Big Mommy stepping on. I'm like, what did Vin Diesel post online? Hello. <laughs> no, he fucking loves D&D. I saw, I'm like, why wasn't that Vin Diesel? Mm. Michelle Rodriguez is right there. They, they, Basically, got the same agent. I would have thought she could have said my family, and we could have had like a. There's the meta joker one. There you go. <laughs> oh, we did get the trailer for Fast Ten. That oh, is no. the dumbest movie I've ever seen. Well, they put the cars in space. Now, what's left? What are they doing? Are they are they punching holes in reality? Um, are they going to the universe where Paul no, no. Walker's still alive? Vin Diesel's car gets shot by two grappling hooks from two separate helicopters, and he just dives off a bridge. To force the two helicopters to smash into each other, and then somehow the grappling looks come loose, and his car is perfectly fine to carry on, <laughs> and so on. <laughs> How surely there is an upper limit of problems that can be solved by driving cars. I did pitch once upon a time, as we did with their Harry Potter marathons and stuff like that, that we marathon the Fast and Furious movies. But I just don't think there's enough comedy in there to be rinsed from us having to commit, what's that, 20 hours of our life to watching 10 Fast and Furious movies? Yeah. Plus Hobbs and Shaw for an additional two hours. I've literally only seen Tokyo Trilogy. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) I've seen the first one and two, and that's it. Uh, If you want us to do it, let us know. If we get enough comments and enough views, we might cave to pressure. Picture reboot of the Fast and Furious. No, I'm not doing that. I'd have to. I'd have to watch so many things. Oh, speaking of fucking reboots. Oh well. Uh, I don't know when this episode's going out. I don't know what order. I'm assuming it's first of the three we're recording. We today. shall see. Um, the the fucking. We've lived long enough to see one of the big mega franchises get a, god honest to god page one reboot. Told you. They're doing Harry Potter. The second Fantastic Beast went down the tubes. I was like, right, there's three options on the table. One, reboot the whole thing. Two, do 19 years later. Three, do the Marauders. They should have done the Marauders. I thought reboot... Oh, sorry, no, option number four, do... Well, do 19 years later is do the Cursed Child, but anyway. Yeah. This was the one I would put as least likely. Mm. Now, you have got to think... There is 20 years between us and the first Harry Potter movie. There is. So would we have batted an eyelid in the mid-90s if they rebooted a 70s franchise? I mean, they kind of did, didn't they? I mean, you remember we had to sit through Charlie's Angels, two of them. That we did. So it's it's not... It's a desperation move. Oh, hell yeah. It's a desperation move in its entirety. They are floundering. And I do agree with your Twitter prediction that they won't make it past Azkaban. No. Hell no! That thing's that thing's getting three series tops. Because uh-huh. I like Amazon's Lord of the Rings series meant to be like all conquering. Like this is the big thing, the, and the big streaming mega hit, and it, that didn't happen. Did it make any cultural impact whatsoever? No, because most people watched the first episode, went "That's fucking pretty," and then left it there. That's basically exactly what I did. Um, I think Harry Potter's got more pull than Lord of the Rings does. Mm. I, I think it's just per. It's kept 
it's kept itself much more relevant than all the rings managed to do. Mm. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be. It's not going to be. They're not going to do it. Because I my goddaughter loves Harry Potter more than anything in this world. Even me. And I was, I was, I told, I broke the news to her on the way to the Mario movie. So she had a hell of a morning. Like, <laughs> there's a new Harry Potter coming. We're going to go watch a Mario movie. And I, I was trying to explain to her, like, well, I was like, well, what they're going to do? And I was like, well, there's two ways they can do this: either faithful adaptation of the books, mm. like strict fucking like biblical, um, what's it called? Um, Joe in his Sonic breakdown the sonic bible breakdown that oh, Brian, yeah, yeah Brian David. biblical it's biblical something i can't think what the second word is. What it is but I know biblical, biblical literalism there right uh, like no the books will be played out page by page by page by page the dialogue's already written lads don't need to worry about that mm. or they do it again but different and take make new bolder choices take the plot in other ways i think the second one would be more interesting because mm. say what you will about the movies other than cuts they have to make for the constraints of time, they are a pretty relatively faithful retelling of those books. Yeah, it's it cuts the wheat from the chaff. Ultimately, these are children's books. Yes. They are meant to entertain children. Mm. They're not... I mean, you're not really missing much. Like, I think the later it went on, and as its target audience got older, yes, there's more in the book. Like, apparently... I mean, I'm just pulling one out of my ass. Apparently, Tonks has a lot more to do in the books. Now, this is the thing, right? I am a much bigger fan of the books than I ever have been of the films. Mm. So as much as I'm like, I would have preferred them to have gone, I will prefer them to not reboot as yes. the first option. That's the first option. But if you're going to do it, take it in wild new places, you know. Do the Marauders series. For fuck's sake, do the Marauders series. There is a chance they can do it better a second time round. A chance, but... there's a It's a slim chance. Though, this, is, this is but, the same Warner Brothers that just tanked their fucking stock after their re- reveal of Max, which is the new version of HBO Max. Right. They're not very good at making these decisions. I am aware, but you're right. Tongs is a, pre, a prime example of a character that the films just did not get right. Mm. It's a problem that each subsequent film has of, like, whenever new characters are introduced, they don't get done properly. Mm. Tonks especially is a particular bugbear for my wife, who I think Tonks is her favourite character. Mm. She's vastly different in the books. <laughs> and it, we, were, we were watching something the other day, with one of the ones that's got Tonks in. And I was like, there's so much wrong with this character that they didn't capture. Not to be in pink corner for a second, but she's nowhere near hot enough. <laughs> Tonks, for the uninitiated for yourself, yes. is basically Wally Favreau Levine was a wizard. <laughs> That's the type of vibe we're meant to hit here. <laughs> and we didn't get that at all, other than she has pink hair occasionally. Like, that's what we're looking for here, Lance. So, I mean, two minds. I think it will fail. I don't think we're going to get to Deathly Hallows. She was an aura boy. Sorry. <laughs> that's another one I wanted. Yes. The, do an aura yeah, series. Do Tonks and Mad-Eye fucking in the aura society. That's mm. a much more interesting idea than this is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the casting's going to be fun to speculate on, isn't it? I do not envy for one second the person who's got to go but who's the better snape like i jesus fucking christ i don't think he'll do it because i don't think he's a tv actor anymore Mm. everyone wants adam driver to be snape oh (laughs) 
Yeah, oh, I've I like never that. heard him do an English accent. No. But if put it this way, if you were doing Let's Do Marauders, yeah. but like You would that, cast Adam Driver. If you were doing first Wizarding War, you would cast Adam Driver to yeah. Young Snape, wouldn't 100%. you? One hundred fucking percent. So there's lots of interesting ideas I've heard floated around there, mm. like Capaldi as uh, Dumbledore. Oh, that's interesting, actually. This has gone well off the rails of this. The, Brian Seeker had uh, Michael Caine as a Dumbledore, but I'm like, no, 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 no that doesn't work. He's, he's, he's far too fucking old for a kickoff. Like, he's far too fucking cockney. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I don't too. remember. I'm like, don't Richard Harris this, all right? I don't want to see Michael Caine do two and then die, right? <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, there's the other thing. Like, It's not like they're going, oh, but you're tarnishing the original cast like stuff. Rewatching those movies is quite the sad game of, they're dead now. Yep, yep. Oh, we watched Philosopher's Stone the other day. Oh, oh good God, God, so many sad. dead people. And Gary Oldman. And Gary Oldman. Who will live forever. And Maggie Smith somehow. Yeah, she's still here. Still kicking around. Emma Thompson should be McGonagall. I'm stating my case now. She was wasted <laughs> as Trelawney. Make her fucking McGonagall. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> back to Dungeons and Dragons. Um, if this got a TV spin-off, I'd be quite happy about that. I would actually be very happy about that. Lots of avenues you can go down this. I, I would love to have it based around... Oh, what's that? So he's in that guild at the very start of the movie. The 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 not the Harpers. Yeah, no, the is the Harpers. I think it might be the Harpers. I'm gonna double check, but you do that. I think Justice Smith and um, Sophia Lillis. Sophia Lillis having their own spin-off. It was the if Harpers. You, yeah. If you can't get Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez because they're movie stars, mm. pretty sure you can get Justice Smith and uh, Sophia Lillis to come yep. and do this. So I'd be all for that. Yeah, be fun. it's a fun world you've created here, lads. I'm sure someone could take a punt on doing a, a, a high-budget TV show for this. Yeah, surely. If that's how it's going to have to survive, if it, so if, be it. If it becomes the cult hit and it's just a couple of years' time, yes. the way, you know, it does a Scott Pilgrim, uh-huh. I, w- I would like to see that. That would be a lot of fun. So would I. Plug away, Michael. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and add that, Michael. And you can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and add the Guthridge. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under his name, Valiant T. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Does anybody even use Facebook anymore? Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, wherever you can pick up an RSS feed under his name, Valiant T. Or Valiant T Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And of course, go to fansdamon.com for more of this. So, coming soon, uh-huh. or potentially... Already out. Who knows? What it, What can they listen to? You can go and listen to, or will shortly be able to listen to, a review of the Super Mario Bros. movie, a review of the of John Wick 4, which you're about to record. Um, also coming up in the very, very um, near future, we have The Last of Us will be reviewed at some point. Definitely will. Um, Mando is finishing next week, so we'll yeah. have a review of that as well. Uh, we will also have reviews of Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Tears of the motherfucking kingdom. Um, <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy are all relatively soon. Plus, we have some pitches in the fire because we're going to have to do the Nintendo Cinematic Universe now because it is coming whether it you want it to, to or done. not. Let's oh. play the game of who gets to Smash Brothers. <laughs> I, <laughs> or do we dare? I, I can't figure out how you get to Smash Brothers. Me neither. Because like, we're going to have to reconcile that they're doing a live-action Pokemon series and an animated Mario brothers mm. universe so you're gonna have animated and live action to have to cross over yeah i don't know how you do that i have heard the wonderful bit of theory crafting of like why did they write ash out of the anime so he can be the protagonist in the live action show and i'm like okay oh that does make sense true but what I mean, cause it's netflix right yes what is Netflix's track record of anime adaptations <laughs> it is it is death note and cowboy bebop and they're trying One Piece next. Well, I, I know very you, worried. I know you didn't like Death Note, 
fucking hated that movie. Did you watch Cowboy Bebop? I I, I heard good things. I heard middling fucking watch no, it. I heard middling things and like the ending, like the the punctuation of the series, which then would t- then take into the anime second part where he introduces a character called Radical Ed, uh-huh. was fucking dross. Like right. they found the worst possible actor for that role. Um, and then they got cancelled. So there's mm-hmm. that. Yeah, there's also that. I don't think Pokemon will get cancelled because it's just too big. I mean, it's they're Pokemon. doing they're doing uh, Avatar: Last Airbender as well, aren't they? Oh my god! I'm pretty sure are, Netflix yeah. has that. Yeah, they are doing. An... They've got they've, they've got a lot of irons in the fight. They've also got the God of War series too. I thought that was Amazon. I could be wrong. Oh no, tell I know you are right. That's Amazon's big upcoming thing. Mm. Then over on Apple Plus, <laughs> hope you like Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> it's all we have. That and Severance. That and a Chris Evans, uh, Anna de Armas action film coming out soon. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> like both of those people, I guess. I but certainly do. They had good chemistry in Knives Out, so why not? Cool. Anywho, <laughs> all of that and much, much more coming up very soon on failing7.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode, and we will see you in the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.